You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Friday for you heading into the weekend. Got a lot of things to talk about today. Bachelorette World, my Achilles, Big Brother eviction last night. No surprise there. The F-Boy Island finale and some pop culture stuff. Maybe some sports we'll get to. And we'll get to that momentarily. Just remember this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Use code realitysteve135 to get $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. You guys aren't going to get a better deal than this. I'm telling you, take advantage of it, please. Greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. The promo code is the same. Reality Steve 135. That's $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. Let's get started here. In Bachelorette World, something happened yesterday that I didn't think in a million years was going to happen. Jason posted a picture on his Instagram of his one on one date with Gabby in Paris from this past Monday. It was them hugging. And, you know, I found this interesting because it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. You know why? Because whatever your narrative is for who Gabby is with at the end of this season, you can fit that picture into it. If you want Gabby to be with Jason, you can absolutely use that as evidence that, oh, she must be with him. He must be with her. That's why he's posting the picture. You can also say he's not with her and Gabby is with somebody else, but Jason posted it just because he wanted to. And that's really all I care about at this point. I mean, look, you got a 50-50 shot of being right. We're talking about Eric or Jason here, you know? So it's not far-fetched, but what I'm saying is, again, it's nothing definitive there because I'll just reference, I mean, there's been so many examples over the last few years of contestants doing stuff that clearly would point to them as, oh, why would they post that? Why would they like this? Why would they follow this if they didn't win? And it's been proven numerous times that people do post stuff and it has nothing to do with the ending of the show. I'll just refer you back to last season. On Valentine's Day, three months after Clayton embarrassed her on the show during filming, Rachel posted a picture of her and Clayton kissing on a couch with a heart emoji. And immediately, the subculture of this fandom decided that that meant Rachel won because how could she possibly post that if she wasn't with him? You know why? Because they're told to post stuff. Plain and simple. But like I said, you got a 50-50 shot of being right. If it ends up being Jason at the end, then maybe he did post that picture because he's with her. But it doesn't mean 100%. And that's really all I'm looking for when I'm looking for spoilers is what's the definitive thing. And I don't base any information I have off of, you know, social media. I've never done it. It's There are things you can eliminate by things you see on social media. But outside of a blatant screw-up, you know, Ari and Becca, when they were still together, posting from the same backyard on their happy couple visit. Caitlin, obviously, her Snapchat snafu, where she snapped out a video of her and Sean in bed 
that was supposed to go to production and it went out to everybody. There have been instances. Obviously, the Nick video, plain video that it was given to me, there are instances where it will give it away, but it has to be something blatant. Posting something, liking something, is not a 100% in the moment, yes, it happened this way. Something I talked about yesterday in this segment on Bachelorette News was Jacqueline Trumbull calling off her wedding in Portugal last week. And, you know, a lot of people had emailed me saying, you know, I know she's been a longtime guest of the show. She's been on four or five times of the podcast. And, you know, my take was, look, I had spoken to Jacqueline since this has happened. And, you know, I'm not going to share anything. It's not my story to share at all. But she's got a podcast, and I'm sure at some point when that podcast resumes, because it's on hiatus right now, she'll address it. I doubt she's ever going to give any dirt. She did give a quote yesterday to Us Weekly, and this is what she said. When asked what made her want to cancel her wedding to Paul, she said, quote, I realized we had irresolvable incompatibilities. I love him, and I want him to find happiness with someone who is more right for him. Much of our relationship was wonderful, and I will always be rooting for him on the sidelines. End quote. So anyone looking to possibly get tea, even when she does start up that podcast again and they come off by hiatus, I highly doubt you're going to get it. In terms of details, I'm sure she'll speak in generics uh, about the relationship. But don't be looking for a lot of tea and you and you probably shouldn't like I said this is a this is a hard time for everyone involved I I didn't know Paul I never spoke to Paul Paul knew that you know Jacqueline and I would text and talk for you know important things and I, I never knew the guy so I know nothing about him I yes I am very well aware that he left a very long caption on one of her photos that was him really kind of seemed like he was venting and wanting to throw her under the bus, you know? It was a long story. I have no idea if it's true or not, you know? But it's been deleted uh, from her post. I would just, you know, kind of leave it alone. I like the the road that Jacqueline has taken on this, and I told her I think this is the way she should go, especially if he's going to seemingly go the opposite way. But someone can only take so much. I think if Paul kept it up and kept doing stuff like this publicly and putting stuff on his Instagram stories and writing on people's captions, you know, you never know what could happen. You never know. But I know Jacqueline is hurting, and I would just give her her space at this point. If she wants to talk about it, she will. Yesterday, I got my MRI results back. And... If you saw my tweet that I also posted on my Instagram stories, you'll know it was diagnosed with a low-grade, incomplete tear of my Achilles. So my Achilles is torn, just not fully. And I got my boot yesterday. Still limp when you have a boot because you just... The idea of pushing off the ball of your foot when you take a step, I just can't do that at all. So I'm still basically kind of just stepping on my heel when I, when I... step with my left foot. I'm just like picking it up and putting it down. I'm not extending it whatsoever. So I'm seeing an orthopedic surgeon today and they're going to look at the MRI 
and we're going to go over stuff. I don't know if it is mandatory that I get surgery for something like this. I know nothing about the medical world. Clearly, I didn't go to medical school. This seems like an injury that is just going to heal over time. Unless when they looked at my MRI, there's a bunch of other stuff going on in my ankle, but I've never had issues before ever. I tore ligaments in my ankle 20 years ago, but I've never had like lingering issues and always had feet that hurt or anything along those lines. Ligament, tendon stuff. I've, I've just, this was just a freak accident and, you know, a sign of just getting older. I, like I said, I've, I'd done mountain climbers at the gym numerous times, but why on this one, when I stepped back one time, my ankle decided to, my, you know, my Achilles tendon decided to stretch really bad and almost tear completely. You know, I, I, I would chalk that up pretty much to a sign just getting older. And so I'll, I'll know more today in terms of what the process is going forward. But if I can avoid surgery and just do like, you know, a physical therapy three times a week and wear a boot and ice it and stuff, then that's what I'll do. You know, it's going to suck having to walk around with a limp, but, you know, I don't, if I, if I can avoid surgery, obviously I would like to, there's just, I don't know, I'll, I'll know more tomorrow, so Monday, on Monday's daily roundup, I'll give you an update on what the orthopedic surgeon said, big brother last night, well, <laughs> I can't say that we didn't see that coming, but the fact that this leftover alliance is really dominating now and even got the ones who were on Nicole's side to vote against her and make it a 9-1 vote showed me two things. One, this leftover alliance might be stronger than I thought. And number two, unless Daniel won head of household, and we'll know Sunday night, even though people that follow the live feeds probably already know, I got to believe he's the next one to go. Like, why wouldn't you put him up? He doesn't seem to care for anybody in the house. He made that comment after Nicole walked out the door to go talk to Julie that not everyone can get the check. You know, you split the check. You're not all splitting the check, whatever the comment was. He's on the outs. He has no alliances, and he's on the outs. So I got to believe he's the next person to go unless, A, he wins head of household or... B, he wins power veto, his team, because he would obviously take himself off. But at some point, these people are going to just have to start eating their own, and it, it's a matter of who does it and when. And it's very hard to predict, like, who do you think is going to win this game? I, I don't know, but up to this point, I think there are a couple people that stand out to me as playing a really good game. I think Michael is, and I think... um is Monty playing a good game? I think he is. Joseph's too quiet. Turner's too quiet as of right now. I mean, he did win a head of household, but I think Monty and Michael may be playing the best two games right now. I don't see... Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of... I mean, Brittany is... Hanging, I mean, the fact that Brittany is paired with Michael is good for her. But I just don't see... I just don't see a way that she gets to the end, but I mean, it's still it's still too early because you just never know. Obviously, alliances change and disintegrate so quickly on this show. I mean, the Rogue Rats, Daniel and Nicole. Remember when they made that? We're the Rogue Rats. It was Rogue Rats, right? 
they said we're final two, we're going all the way, and great. You know, <laughs> Nicole lasted what three weeks? Was she the third or fourth person voted? Paloma, Pooch, no fourth. Paloma, Pooch, Amira, and now Nicole. So we're down to twelve. You know, and you know they thought where they were the tightest thing, and they were going to go far. And I thought Taylor's last second speech was surely interesting. Like, literally insulting Nicole, yet had a smile on her face the whole time, and Nicole didn't seem to care. And then Nicole gets out there and talks to Julie, and the first question Julie asks is, what did you think of her speech? And she said, I thought it was great. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I guess she's giving her credit, right? Didn't even seem like she was bothered one bit that Taylor literally told her whole game to everybody. I guess because they all seem to know, based on Nicole's interview with Julie, she knew she was going home, and she knew she was going home at a 9-1 vote. So maybe she just didn't care at that point. That's very possible. The F-Boy Island finale aired. It's been out for 24 hours now, so I would hope that a lot of you have watched it by now. If you haven't, I'm going to talk about it in the next couple minutes. So you have the ability right now to fast forward or mute or whatever you want to do. So I'll count you down. Talking F-Boy Island season two finale spoilers in three, two, one. Yesterday at 5 p.m. Central Time, I posted my interview with the three women, Louise, Mia, and Tamaris. And we talked about the finale, their choices, and where they're at right now. Probably not a lot of you were surprised that Mia is no longer with Peter. And Louise is, while she said that things are kind of in limbo right now with Mercedes, it didn't seem like there was a lot of future for them. They did party last night in Miami together, but it seems like the distance, the way he came across on television really seemed to turn her off. So I don't see that being a long-term thing. And then as for Tamaris, as I said yesterday in Daily Roundup, and I said it in the beginning of the podcast yesterday, I thought it was a boss move. I loved it. And the other thing is, I like good TV. And it was a great reality TV moment. And that's what I look for in my reality TV shows. What's a good moment to look back on? I compared it to the Nick Peterson Bachelor Pad 3 deciding to keep the money for the first time in three seasons of Bachelor Pad and pretty much ended that show because you can't beat that ending. And unless they change the format again, because they kind of did change the format, of F-Boy Island in the finale. But have you noticed the two times that they have done a change in the finale of F-Boy Island, it's always been done to protect the women. They protected Sarah by taking the money away from Garrett and giving it to Sarah's charity of her choice. And then in this finale, before they actually had to make their decisions, they're told, oh, by the way, you have the ability to walk away with the show with $100,000. So they protected the women again. So no woman... Louise, Mia, or Tamaris could have walked away from this show with nothing. Now, if they're, you know, Louise and Mia both chose F-Boys and they could have ended up walking away with nothing if Peter and Mercedes decided to keep the money. But the women had the option. So they were never going to be left out in the cold unless they did it on their own. And Tamaris, I just thought it was great. I thought it was a great ending. But I want you to go listen to the first 10 minutes of yesterday's podcast with the women, um, my, my intro, because in speaking with Tamaris yesterday morning and DMing with her, 
she sent me, you know, I asked her what's been the response because that was the one thing I didn't get to do when I recorded that on Tuesday. Obviously, the finale hadn't aired. I hadn't been able to talk to them about what's the response that you're getting for the choices that you made. Yesterday, t- yesterday morning, Tamaris messaged me, you know, a DM that she got, and it was disgusting. You know, someone calling her a slut, someone telling her to jump off a building and kill herself. And, I, you know, I read the whole email. She gave me permission to because I said I want to call this out. I still can't believe we have to address this in 2022 after years of this stuff going on with not only Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants, but now this show or any reality TV show. People are just absolutely crazy and think they can get away with anything online. And it's just it's just sad. And there really isn't much you can do. You know, these people are going to say what they want to do. And if Instagram or Twitter suspends their account, they're just going to create another email address and sign up under something else because if they have that much hatred in their heart to send that to somebody that they saw on a television show for 10 weeks, they certainly probably have the motivation to create another email account so they can get another Twitter account or Instagram account started. It's just sad. But I'm going to call it out anytime someone tells me about it. So any contestant out there, whether it's Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Send me the DMs of people that are being absolutely disgusting because I have no problem calling it out if you if you feel that you don't want to. I think the F-Boy Island Season 3, assuming we have one, I think the biggest change that they can make, the biggest format change they could do would be Week 6, don't have the guys reveal what they are. Have them go all the way to the end and the women have to figure out at the end, is this a nice guy or an F-boy? And maybe give them the option again of going by themselves for the 100000 Maybe if they give it to the guy, put the power in the guys, and and they choose an F-boy, the guy automatically gets it, and he doesn't even have to split it. I don't know. But there's different ways you can go. I have one thing that I came across yesterday that I want to end with that, again, has me shaking my head. I seem to come across this a lot recently. Just things that make you go, wait, what? I was at the gas station. And no, this doesn't have anything to do with gas prices, which, by the way, are under 350 at least out here in Texas they are. So, so much for them jumping up to 7 or $8 a gallon like people predicted. Anyway. So, I'm at the gas station filling up my pump. And, you know, at the pump they have advertisements going on. Well... I look up at the sign above the pump and it says to get a sandwich and a drink for $3.99 or something like that. But that wasn't the issue. Sandwich and drink for $3.99. Hey, great deal. The issue I had was with the drink. This is obviously a new thing. I guess I'm seeing this for the first time. I don't know how long it's been out. Nitro Pepsi. Draft Cola. Nitrogen infused cola. What is this? What is not, I, I, I do think, I believe, see, I'm not a coffee drinker at all. I've had a half a cup of coffee in my life. I'm just not a coffee drinker. It's not me. But I have been to Starbucks because I'll go to Starbucks and get a muffin and a hot chocolate. But I've seen stuff at Starbucks or coffee places where they have something that's nitro infused for coffee. I don't even know what it means to have a nitro-infused drink. I, your guess is as good as mine. Does it give you more energy? Does it give you... What's the benefit of a nitro-infused drink? Please enlighten me. 
I'm never going to get it anyway, no matter what you tell me, <laughs> because it seems like a gimmick. This is about this is going to go over about as well as Clear Pepsi did in the uh, was the 80s, 90s. When did Clear Pepsi come out? That lasted a good six months, right? But yeah, Nitro Pepsi is now a thing. I will never drink it, and I don't know why anyone would. Sorry. That'll do it for this week, and I'm glad we ended on that note. Go get yourself a Nitro Pepsi over the weekend. Let me know what you think. That'll do it for this week. I appreciate you listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. Go to Green Chef. It's the number one meal kit for eating well. Get your $135 off. Greenchef.com slash reality Steve. Hope you all have a great weekend. I'll update you Monday on what the orthopedic surgeon says. Let's pray I don't need surgery on this thing. And it'll just be a little rest and relaxation and icing and stuff like that and some physical therapy. That's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, have a great weekend, you guys. I'll talk to you Monday. See you.